0: Hello, sports fans. Welcome to Bold Sports. This is Steve and Matt. We will be discussing all Pittsburgh sports from Steelers to Penguins and Pirates with some talk on local colleges, and we may have a rare look at Whippia.
1: Tune in each week at Torgantron Media for Bold Sports. Hey, folks. How's it going? We're back for another episode of Bold Sports. Matt and I are back here. Uh... Recording during the daytime. It's a daytime podcast episode. Um, so no work, beer. Work's crazy. <laughs> yeah, you no know? no beer right now because it's like noon and we both have to work at like three. That's okay. I've, <sighs> I've still
0: got very sharp opinions about, oh, yeah. about all the sports that, right? that I've actually paid attention to. And since I read your notes that you made, <laughs> I now know about other sports that I haven't been paying attention to. <laughs> um, how, how was your weekend?
1: Busy. Busy, um, work-wise. Had Sunday off, and Amanda and I went and ate and drank around the city. Mm, that's good. Um, so we spent on some money, and, yeah. you know, started off, you know, because I worked late Saturday. Uh, we started off, uh, I guess around noonish. Okay. Uh, Taste of Lawrenceville, and then went down the North Shore, hit, uh, we went down into the Regatta. Okay. And then, um... That's fun. Bounced around the regatta, went over to North Shore while the ball game was going on. That's always the best. We didn't go into the ball game, no. but we went to Rocky Patel and sat on the patio and had nice. a cigar and had some whiskey and cool. And we bounced around and ate and drank some more places. And Then we came home and I cooked dinner and we ate and drank on the porch. So, so, uh, <laughs> so you you definitely had it set up. Uh, we went. We didn't go to
0: the regatta. Um, did we did see the boats from the bridge? We stood on Sixth Street Bridge and watched one of the boat races mm-hmm. on Sunday. Yeah, we, we we were coming over. We went to the Veg Fest on the North Side. Yeah, and it was huge this year. Like we've been to that thing I think all four years that they've had it, and we're like total carnivores, like total carnivores. Mm-hmm. But we as we should go been. to the Veg Fest. We like we like the vegetarian food also, and uh, yeah, like it was really big this year. Like the stage was was jamming. Uh, apparently Billy Corgan was there. At some point during the day, because Smashing Pumpkins were in town, and what? Uh, yeah, so like you know we did that, and and you didn't
1: run into Billy Corgan? I didn't. I mean, I'm sorry. But How it, can you miss that bald head? Lots of, his... of vegan dudes look like that. That's true. So lots of vegan like, dudes and, look and I'm not the
0: like. sort of person to just assume that someone is the celebrity they look like because they look like that person, you know. 'Cause like I get tired of people coming up to me telling me that, you know, I look like Charlie Day. So, you know, I try to like respect. Don't even know who Charlie Day is. You know Charlie Day from from Always Sunny. Oh Charlie. Oh, okay. That, you know the overt okay. one? <laughs> but anyway, so like, you know, plenty plenty going on in Pittsburgh that uh I, I have to say the only sport I watched all weekend was probably like the power boats going under the Sixth Street Bridge.
1: I watch Power Boats. Um I watched some baseball, I watched some golf, the former past tournament um, that Justin Thomas won. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Firestone, it was Firestone was the tournament. Oh, right, yeah, and the Hall of Fame game was on Thursday night. The Hall of Fame game was on, Thursday night, game so I, was on Thursday night. I did watch that, I just because, you know, it was on. It was on <laughs> while I was at work. and I didn't get a chance to watch it, and honestly, the first series is the only that you want to watch that game anyway. You don't want to watch any of it.
0: The, first, the only thing that I cared about in that game was, like, the aerial shots of Canton.
1: Like, what a small little town. Yeah. You know? It is a small, quaint little town. If it wasn't for the Hall of Fame, the town probably wouldn't be there. Oh, it, it would be there. I mean, it's like... it's you like, like meat, right? I know. That's where a lot of stuff comes from. Bacon, man. Yeah. Bacon comes from Canton. Yeah. My, I mean, bacon,
0: my bacon game is Hall of Fame level. Nice. Like, I, I, never, I never suited up. I never put on a helmet, but, like, you know... I'm in
1: the Hall of Fame when it comes to eating that Sugardale bacon. Nice. <laughs> so, Saturday, this past Saturday, apparently the Hounds played. Yeah, they did. They did. And they had a 1-0 win over uh, Toronto Football Club 2. Yeah, they're a... I mean, it's a scrub team. Right. They're not good. I know. Um, They were the, in Highmark the Stadium. Win,
0: uh, the midweek win over... What was that? Charleston? No.
1: Mm-hmm. Richmond. Richmond Kickers. Yeah, yeah. they beat Richmond midweek. Um... Toronto. So they were at Highmark Stadium. There was a lone goal scored by Nico Brett in the 81st minute. Uh, the Hounds had 58 percent of the possession uh, with nine shots and four of those were on target. Uh, the Hounds do head east uh, to take on the Bethlehem Steel at five o'clock kickoff uh, this Sunday. Uh, the Hounds have moved up in this back in to second place in um, the group. Uh, there's 21 matches played, 11 wins, seven draws, three losses. They have 40 points, 26 goals, four ten 10 against, and a 16 point differential. It's outstanding. Uh um, Goals against. The, the lowest goals yeah. against in the USL. Yeah. Not just the group, the USL. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's a, it's a big
0: deal, you know, in soccer, it's called a clean sheet as opposed to a shutout. But, you know, to be racking that many up is just remarkable. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, good for the Hounds. I'm excited to see them play Bethlehem. Um, well, don't they get some trophy, right? There, there's like a, a Keystone, Challenge yeah, the Cup, Keystone Challenge Cup. Yeah, the Keystone Challenge Cup. That, you know, has to do with the overall record among the teams from Pennsylvania. So this is part of that rivalry. Um, you know, Bethlehem Steel, like, that the name goes back to, like, pre-professional days. Like, there was literally just a, you know, like, a company team. It was people who worked at the factory, um, oh, and they played. And they played in the Open Cup, because back in those days there wasn't a professional league to organize like any sort of like league, or, you know, for a trophy. So if you wanted to, you know, be the national champion of soccer in the in the U.S. in like the '50s, you yeah. know, like you had to just enter the Open Cup. And um, Pittsburgh actually had a couple teams that were really good. There was a Harmerville team. And there was a team in, like, uh, South Fayette. So you know, like, the soccer history. This is this there, is you? all I know about Pittsburgh soccer history in terms of this, is that Harmerville and the, the area in South Fayette called Morgan, it's out past where you work a little bit. Okay. Like, on, like, uh, Miller's Run Road. Okay. And it's just a little, like, coal patch town. And it was, like, teams of coal miners who got in the tournament and, you know, made it to, like, the finals. Like, Morgan won. Morgan Strasser is what they're called. Like, they won the cup i wanted like sometime in the late 40s and then harmerville like went to the finals like two years in a row in the 50s i think they might have won one lost one um, and that's why the open cup's so interesting is cuz like it's it's still contested by amateur teams i mean obviously like once they get up against usl and mls level talent like they tend to go away but like a couple years ago the hounds played just like a like a like a team from chicago that was like a bunch of croatian dudes nice and, you know, like, they got to, you know, play, like, a real live... The Pro University of Pittsburgh intramural soccer. I don't... I, you know, like, I'm not sure if university
1: teams could, could go in it. But they're intramural.
0: Yeah. I, that'd be interesting. They should do that. Because, like, what if, what if like, North Carolina entered the U.S. Open Cup? I, I Somebody liked my suggestion. 3 I'm sorry, all all I said was, like, maybe, like, college teams should be allowed to join the Open Cup. Right. Maybe, like, generate a little more interest. And you start playing, like, Let's Get It On, like, that's, that's perfect. But anyway,
1: just text. Text her back. <laughs> I, I'm getting yelled at on text right now. Are you? And that's what song it plays? That's Amanda's
0: ringtone. Oh. Oh, so she tried, okay, so she called you, and you didn't answer, so now... You know, there's probably like drafts like saved of various like you know, why aren't you answering my phone calls texts, right? Or do you or you know, you hit the button and it's just like I am on the car. Or like you know, or on Gmail, it's like all my all my fantasy emails, it's just like I'm in. I disagree. You know, it's like we don't have to vote anymore. You just like tap the button, it's it's amazing. But um, you know Ha, ah, such is life. So we're excited about the Riverhounds, Steve. But I, I have to say personally, like, English Premier League is back on Friday night. this. this yeah, weekend. I did see that,
1: like, English Premier League starts up this weekend.
0: Yeah, they're doing it different. Uh, this year they're having Friday night. I mean, it's Friday night there. It's, like, 3 p.m. here. There will be one game. And then there's an early game Saturday and then, like, four 10 o'clock games and a 12.30 game. So you have the opportunity to watch four Premier League matches this weekend, um, just Friday into Saturday. There will probably be some, I don't know if there will be any on Sunday. I'm, I'm obviously focused on Saturday because Crystal Palace starts. Um, BBC just did rankings of the new jerseys because they come out with like, slightly different designs, and the away, the away jerseys are always very, you know, they, they can be wildly different from the previous year. So it's a big deal. And it's all about like getting money, getting people to like buy your merch. Um, but anyway, Crystal Palace has the third best jerseys, according to the BBC. And Brighton is the worst. So so I was just kind of celebrating that since we don't have any real games to follow yet. But soon, Steve, soon. Right. So, PGA Tour. You blew my
1: mind today when I read the notes. I know, right? It's, it's, it's hard of- to believe that today we're actually recording daylight and it's today, um, starts the PGA championship and it's, uh, the 100th PGA championship in Belree, uh, sorry, Bell uh, it's out, the course is outside St. Louis. It was last held there in 1992. Interesting. Was the last PGA championship held at Reeve in the last PGA tournament in Belree. Um, of course everyone is hopeful. Uh, to win, it's like any other PGA tournament. They're all hopeful to win. Uh, you have some big favorites this week. Justin Thomas, dus- Dustin Johnson, Jordan Spieth, Roy McIlroy, Adam Scott, Ricky Fowler are some of the favorites. Now, the 923 group that goes off this morning, that went off this morning, is filled with Tiger Woods, Justin Thomas, and Roy McIlroy. Uh, this does tournament sets up major points. To, um, the FedEx Cup, uh, going on.
0: Well, I got Ricky Fowler at minus four right now, for what it's worth.
1: If he's, if he's still leading when you hear this podcast. Well, I had a, uh, thing came through that came through the Tiger Woods cards, a two over 37 on the first nine. Um, That's good. Way to go, Tiger. Justin Thomas recorded a minus three on the first nine, and Roy McIlroy was at even par in that group, in the in the super group, I guess. What they like to do the the PGA has been putting a lot of the big names together in the groups, especially in the majors. This is the last major of the year, um, and then you have the FedEx points, the FedEx Cup. There's two more, um, three more tournaments for the FedEx Cup, and then the. The championship. I'm not exactly sure which course that's at. Um, and then this is a um, Ryder Cup here. Yes, that's exciting. So the Ryder Cup is always a good time, even if you don't like golf. It actually turns golf into a spectator sport. And people, people like the match play element. You know, like it, it makes for
0: more, um, like it's like a better atmosphere because like the guys are going head to head. Um, it's still gentlemanly, but there's, like, a little bit more, like, you know, willingness to kind of pump your fist and stuff when you win a hole, um, because, you know, you're going head-to-head, and every hole counts, like, in a way that doesn't necessarily count in stroke play, where it's really more you against the course. Um, I mean, I, I like to watch the majors, I don't really get into all this FedEx Cup stuff, because I think it's just, like, some bullshit they made up. It is. Like, I think the champion. It is the champion of golf is whoever wins the U.S. Open and the whoever wins Open the four majors. Yeah, yeah. And if you win like more than one major, then like congrats. But like at best, you know, there's only four chances to call yourself a champion in my eyes in the golf season. And it seems like they're de-emphasizing the PGA Championship in favor of these like end of season like you know playoff sort of, like, gimmicky things that, that I'm not as interested in. Like, I mean, I mean, you're talking about, do you, would you rather have, like, the Claret Jug or the
1: FedEx Cup? Claret Jug. I mean, come on. So, that's, you know, it's just the branding. So, you know, what's nice me. about the Claret Jug, too, is is after the winner, after the person wins, mm-hmm. they actually inscribe it on the jug right there. Yeah. So, it's not like, like... Oh, I know. So, like, when you win the Stanley Cup, you get your names inscribed on in the Stanley Cup, but that's like a month and a half later, where yeah. they actually like take the cup back and then they take the ring off and then they and then they do the inscribing and everything. Well, why would we put money
0: into improving the the cup <laughs> if we're just gonna give it to Yinz and Yinz is all just gonna like, you know, drink out of it and bathe <laughs> your children in it and God knows what else. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, let's see what condition like you keep it in after that first like
1: month long no. bender. Well that's the well well, that's also why yeah. the the cup has a keeper. Like I'm not, uh, I'm not gonna
0: I'm not gonna learn how to spell Lemieux and McEachran yeah. if freaking like Pantera just gonna go destroy it like they almost did in Dallas, <laughs> you know? Or I guess it wouldn't have been Pantera; it would have been like uh, the Clark's, or someone. There <laughs> was a big band in Pittsburgh. Donnie
1: Iris, Donnie Iris, ruined the Stanley Cup. Well, alternate history of the NHL. Well, I mean. Actually, the reason why there's a Keeper of the Cup is because of the 94 Rangers. Oh, is that right? Yeah. They, the, the NHL took the Cup off the Rangers um, because boys. they beat the shit out of it so badly. It was dinged and dented and everything else. Yeah. Um, and that hence, that's when the Keeper of the Cup started. Uh, now, the Penguins did break it in 92? Yeah. they They broke... They, they tossed it in Lemieux's pool, and it missed the pool itself and hit the edge and broke the bowl of the cup.
0: They, they did it to teach their kids a lesson. Right. Yeah, About, yeah. like, just because someone's parents are out of town doesn't mean that you can make the pool from the roof. Exactly. Okay? That's, that's what it is, man. That's what it is. And, and it, I'd rather it happened to the Stanley Cup than to, like, little Billy, like, you know, from... The office staff, whose mom like works at the arena, you know, hey kids, like take it from me.
1: <laughs> well, the Claret jug also has its al- also has its um, stories yeah. and so forth because it's a it's the same trophy. It's not correct like a new one every year. And, and I've heard of barbecue sauce in the Claret jug. Really? I've heard of champagne. I've oh, heard man. of beer. I've heard of, uh, like weird British food, like, marmite. Mm. Who who was it, what, who was it, uh, two years ago who won before Jordan Spieth? Um, was it Justin Thomas? Mm. I'm not sure, but they were talking about, they had a barbecue at their house and mm. filled the Claire jug full of barbecue sauce. Oh yeah. And we're grilling and then pouring barbecue sauce. What kind of barbecue sauce? Uh, who knows? Sweet Baby Ray's. I hope so. Um, But they were pouring barbecue sauce out of the Claret Jug to put on their barbecue. Oh, man. And then they actually, that was like the weekend before the open, Mm -hmm. and they like flew back to Scotland with the Claret Jug, and they got stopped at customs, of Mm -hmm. course. And they pulled it out, and of course, you see the Claret Jug come through on an x-ray. You're like, I want to see that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. And then they're like... It smells like barbecue sauce. Like, they're like, yeah, we didn't get to clean it out yet. <laughs> well, okay, that, that bugs me
0: a little because I'm very, like, very fastidious when it comes to my clean kitchen. You know, the dishes. Right? Like, I like to do the dishes. Like, I, I couldn't imagine, like, taking a dirty dish on a plane. Like, that just goes to show you that golfers are not actually the elite that everyone, like, makes them out yeah. of. Yeah. Like, even, even I know better than to bring a frickin' dirty jug... On a commercial airliner.
1: Sorry. True. So, Gina, Can't buy a class, folks. So do you know who was one of the elite? Bobby Jones. Stan Mikita. Oh, Stan Mikita, yeah. Stan Mikita, uh, unfortunately, passed away this past week, 78 years old. Um, lived a good life. Played a hell of a lot of hockey. Never saw him play in person. He retired before we were old enough to... Appreciate hockey. Saw a lot of tape. Uh, he was 14th. He, he is currently 14th all-time in points, 18th all-time in assists, 31st all-time in goals, and 40th all-time in games played. Multiple Art Ross, Hart, and Lady Bing winner. He is also the uh, first person to win. Uh, the Art Ross and Lady Bing in the same year. And then also the first person to win the Hart and the Lady Bing in the same year. 1961 Stanley Cup champion. Multiple All-Star seasons. Ranked number 17 in the top 100 of NHL players. He retired in 1980 and has his number one, uh, his number 21. Uh, retired by the Blackhawks and also has a statue outside of the arena. Uh, a lot of people were like, who the hell Stan Mikita? It is from an era before... It is from an era before we were... Yeah. All, we weren't alive. I was. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so... I was um... still born in the 70s, man. Okay, so... <laughs> I... I just wasn't into hockey in 1980. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so
0: all I really know about Stan Mikita, like Chicago Blackhawks, like, didn't he have a restaurant? No. But that was, like, a thing in Wayne's World. Correct. Okay.
1: It was a fictitious restaurant where, um... Mike Myers paid homage to Stan Makita, uh, of course, Wayne's world, they were based out of Aurora, Illinois. right. but Mike and Myers is Canadian. And Mike a huge Myers Canadian fan. and a huge hockey fan, and he's a huge Toronto Maple Leafs fan. so he paid homage to Stan Makita and in the in this in the movie Wayne's World, there was Stan Makita's Donuts right, which is like a spin um, on uh, Tim Hortons. off on Tim Hortons. Yeah. and Ed O'Neill. Right. Played Al Bundy. Al Bundy at O'Neill. Played the uh I guess the diner person yeah. or whatnot in there. And that's also I think where didn't Garth like one of the songs he jammed out to was in that
0: was that Foxy Lady? It was Foxy yeah. Lady, yes. <laughs> um
1: and Stan Mikita, that's a great movie. and Stan Makita <laughs> made a cameo in the movie.
0: Yeah.
1: You know Oh really? Yeah. Stan Makita made a cameo in the movie. I think he had like one line or something. Um I didn't realize that. Yeah, but uh Well so, that's that's
0: my new favorite hockey
1: player movie cameo. There it is. Sorry, Cam Neely. <laughs> but so yeah, everybody would be like, oh, Wayne's World's? Oh yeah, Wayne's Worlds, Stan Makita's donuts. That's yeah. how you would know. That's Stan Makita, folks. You know? Yeah. Um get on the get on that
0: Stan Makita bandwagon as hard as you got on Queen. When <laughs> you first when you first saw the Bohemian
1: Rhapsody car scene. Right. Don't tell me you didn't. Right, but uh so Unfortunately, he passed away, seventy-eight years old. That, that that's a good life. Not as long as it's everybody would like to live. But. I'd like to live a little longer than that, but who knows?
0: You know, we don't get to decide. No, we don't. You unfortunately, just, you just do what you can to you know make the most of your. But think about do. it. He
1: retired in nineteen eighty. He's still fourteenth all time in points.
0: That's a, I mean, that's really remarkable because that's a lot of years of hockey and expansion and a lot more players. Having a chance to do so, and how the game
1: has progressed, right over the years, they're faster, stronger, mm-hmm. better sticks.
0: Plus, the whole '80s, you know, just the freewheeling style. Yeah, like he didn't, he didn't get to participate in any of that. You know, he wasn't going blow for blow with like Mike Bossy
1: and Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, you know, and, and Lemieux, and Lemieux, and all these '80s you know, guys, and then like Gary yeah, Curry and you know Paul Coffey yeah. and.
0: And then you talk about, like, the 90s, and there was trapping and not as much scoring, but you still had Jager in the 90s, and, like, he's going to be, like, second to Gretzky yeah, know, when I, it's all said I, and done. And when you factor in his, like, years in Europe, you know, so, yeah, Stan Makita to, to still be 14th in points, that's, that's good. I didn't realize that. Um, it's good research. Good on you, Steve.
1: I try. See what
0: happens when we, like, get, like, a good six hours of
1: uninterrupted sleep? <laughs> What's that about? I don't know. I locked my cats in the basement. That's what that's about. <laughs> my cat either sleeps with me or currently is sleeping next to you. So yeah.
0: Well, when I'm awake, my cat sleeps next to me. But when I'm asleep, my cat just pulls books off of shelves. And he likes to play the drums on this, like, metal ruler. You got, like, a metal ruler on your desk. And he just, like, whacks it against the wall. Okay? Yeah. So, yeah, he's a noisy, noisy hungry boy.
1: And uh, uh, just keep them downstairs. Moses?
0: Yeah, Moses. Oh. Yeah. Well, you have three, right? Right, yeah. So. Moses was napping on the new issue of ESPN Mag that I get. I don't even know why I get it. They just sent it to me for free. And hey. I, I never read it, but I always recycle it. Um, that's how I justify it to myself, I guess. But anyway, it's Sabin's on the cover. This Sabin. Month. And my, my cat, who I've always suspected is a little bit of like a sociopath, like he's... He was like
1: napping on the Nick Saban photo. Like I, I've seen Nick Saban in the news. I'm not even sure what's going on with him. I mean, he's other... not getting fired. He's not getting fired. He's, well, okay, he's the well, coach that everyone hates. Who's why probably going to keep his job. See, why would you
0: not? Why would you fire Nick Saban to begin with? Because he covered if he covers up for like his staff like being like abusive to their wife. No, no, no. That
1: was Urban Meyer. Right. I'm saying
0: like Nick Saban. All of a sudden, like actually, he's kind of like the the coach we don't like dislike the most. oh And <laughs> I was always I was always 50/50 on who annoyed me more. Urban Meyer or Nick Saban, but I think Urban Meyer is like more bad. Like Saban's still psycho and annoying. And Harbaugh's making a real run. I real mean real run.
1: How is he making a real run? Do you hear what he said about chicken? What do you say about chicken? He said
0: don't eat chicken. He said that like chicken is a nervous bird. And that, like, if you eat chicken, like, you'll be, like, a shitty football player. And you should only eat, like, pork and beef. Because for some reason, like, based on the theory that, like, you are what you eat, like, you want to eat an animal that just, like, stands in a field all day eating grass until it gets decapitated in a factory? Like, that makes no sense. But anyway, like, have fun at the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, Michigan. You know, they're going to be coming for you, man. Don't tell them what hotel you're staying at. These people are serious.
1: Oh, God. Is it the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl? I don't know if it is. It used
0: to be. Because uh, that's a great Georgia Southern goody good boy company. No, Chick-fil-A.
1: chick no, fil A's Mormon. They're not Mormon. Yeah, they are. That's why they're
0: closed on Sunday. Mormon's not the only people who, like, keep Sunday holy, man. Like, no, I swear they, to God, they're Chick-fil-A's Mormon. Chick-fil-A's in the South. You're thinking of Bojangles. Don't, don't get
1: it twisted. I know the difference between <laughs> Chick-fil-A and
0: Bichangles, my friend. <laughs>
1: uh, I, I, I swear Chick-fil-A is out of is – is they're Mormon out of Utah. But okay. I, well, I we, could be wrong. We have a fact-checking break coming up soon, and we'll check that out. Like, you know,
0: it's important, I guess. I don't know. College football's right around the corner, and I'm starting to see, you know, all, all my scoreboards are updating me, like, when, when the games are coming up. And yeah, we got Notre Dame-Michigan. So, yeah, like, why are you defending Harbaugh? I'm not defending Harbaugh. Okay. Well, he's got stupid dietary opinions, and he's a weird guy, and he, like, sleeps over at high school kids' houses. What's What's your
1: greatest memory of Jim Harbaugh? Losing. Him losing at Three Rivers Stadium. Throwing that fucking 70-yard ball yeah, into I mean, he the end zone. Came,
0: he broke our hearts.
1: Jim you Harbaugh know, and, then, and then, kept getting, then getting batted down in the end zone, and the Steelers go to the Super Bowl, which then... We all know what happens whenever, uh, you know, Neil O'Donnell makes a defensive back MVP. Yeah, he's but, the, third,
0: the third best quarterback in Colts history. Give him that.
1: Yeah, Unitas, Manning, and then until Andrew Luck comes around. I, I guess mean, it would just be Harbaugh. Jim
0: Harbaugh just because he's probably played more games at this point. the yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, Andrew Luck, is he still around? Yeah, he's actually supposed to be starting this year. Okay. So... I'll try to catch one
1: of his games on the NFL Networks every preseason game. Until he gets broken again. Uh, We'll see what happens with that. But, all right, at this point, I guess we're going to go ahead and take a break. And you get to check out uh, some fun things going on uh, with our friends at Sorgotron Media Studios in Beachview. Do you like professional wrestling? Once your discussions, no holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. All right, folks, and we're back. Second segment here. Um, so how about the Pirates made some more moves? And are you better about pronouncing this guy's name? Because I'm going to butcher the fuck out of him. I say this guy's
0: name all the time. You know, like one of the clients I work for a lot is the Devil Rays slash Tampa Bay Rays franchise. So, yes, like Adini Hecheveria shortstop,
1: Adini Dini It's a tricky one. Yeah. That's the, that's the, uh, proper pronunciation. Um, he, uh, the pirates signed him. Now we do know that he is a complete rental player. He's at the end of his contract, uh, and so forth. They did sign him. They gave up a uh, minor league player, um, which I don't even remember who the minor league player was. Uh, He's going to shore up the middle infield.
0: Yeah, it's been an issue. I mean, the Pirates are close to last in, uh, you know, defense by some metric that I heard about on the news. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's not—it's not good. And they just—they just invested in two pitchers, you know, and like you can upgrade your middle middle infield, you know, help help Archer out of a jam here and there, and your other pitchers too. You know, but don't don't go spend in prospects to get pitching and then just hang them out to dry. Um, if, if you can get a guy as a rental for, you know, a small price. I mean, Tampa's dumping everybody right now. Like, they're in a total teardown. They're in the National League East. Or, I'm sorry, the American League East. Uh, they just lost to the Orioles last night. And the Orioles aren't... And the Orioles are terrible. The Orioles are also fire sale mode right now. Um... So, you know, no, nobody's going anywhere in the East unless their name is Boston. They're, Boston's on fire right now.
1: And, yeah, the Red Sox, are, they're on point to win, like, 128 games. Well, they That's swept the Yankees. Straight. Four games straight, baby! And the, and someone was whining about how, like, the Yankees are on
0: pace to win 100 games and, like, they have to fight for a wild card and, like, boo-hoo. Yeah, you're like, you know? we're on pace
1: to win 100 games and so we got
0: to fight for a wild card. Go be a wild card. Have fun with that. I don't care. You know, like, that's what the Pirates are trying to get. Like, I'd be thrilled with a wild card. So, um, so the Buccos took two or three from Colorado. Um, you know, they've, they've been coming back down to earth a little bit, but, um, you know, they made this deal, they got Archer. He got no decision in his first outing. Uh, did he get the win yesterday? Um...
1: I'm not I didn't, sure. I didn't watch it. I,
0: I didn't see, like, how his stuff was working, but I listened. I was doing work around I watched
1: house. the first three innings. Okay. And then I had to go to work. Yeah, I, I enjoyed, uh, like,
0: listening to the away announcers on, on the baseball app, and they were, I mean, they were pretty, you know, like, they were saying a lot of good things about him. You know, made, made it seem like he was, you know, pretty effective, and they were happy to see him. So, um, for what it's worth, the Pirates beat the Rockies two games. Out of the three-game series, and now we got San Francisco coming up. Four games in San Francisco, and I wore my my. I picked my shirt today on purpose. You did. This is my Kutch shirt that I that I got in a in a prize basket of Pirates merchandise and some tickets also. Um, and it's kind of cool. It, it first it says Kutch, and then the U like slowly morphs into an L, and it says Clutch. Yes. So yeah, Kutch is Clutch. Whatever. He's a giant now. I still own the shirt. I couldn't get rid of it just because he's on a different Well,
1: team. speaking of Kutch, um, he is a little surprised uh, in the moves uh, that the Bucks have made. Uh, and he kind of wishes that they made some long-term moves uh, to shore up the team while he was still here. Is that shade? Uh, I think he's throwing some shade. Is that a little shade? It's a little shade. I mean, he's allowed, right? He's allowed, he's not, he's not in the organization anymore, so, I mean, even if he was in the organization he said some shit, he's fucking Kutch. I hope he
0: was saying it, like, jestfully, you know what I mean? Like, I've, I've seen, like, bitter Kutch, and, like... Well, I
1: mean, basically... I hope he's not bitter anymore. Basically, the article I read about about it was that he's like, wow, you know, the Bucks made some moves. He goes, that's great. He goes, um, and made some long-term moves by signing, by bringing in Archer and bringing mm. in uh, Kea. Um... But does he realize that, like... And they're under contract. He's like, they made moves while I was there, and we were in pennant races and went to the playoffs. He goes, they made moves, but they weren't long-term moves. They were rental players. Yeah. Um, You know, bringing in Jay Happ, Marlon Bird, uh, Justin Morneau. Those guys all came to the Pirates, but they were on rentals. But were there guys available
0: those years that had, like, contracts to buy? You know what I mean? Like, there might not have necessarily been a Chris Archer available that year. David Price. I mean, he was so He was really he was really good, but like watching him in Boston, like I can't say that like
1: now we didn't dodge a bullet there. This is five years later that we're watching him in Boston and his stuff's still good, but he's not so Yeah, we could have had David Price We could have had David
0: Price But we had Garrett Cole. I don't think the catch realized. And we had Burnett. Well Burnett, okay. They weren't gonna go with like three aces on the Pirates. Like, that's Why not? It, because that's too much money. We could have got. David. They're, they're not a family that owns three cars, Steve. They're a family that it, like owns one car. Okay. And last off season, <laughs> last off season, they like sold the frickin' Tercel. You know, because it was getting old and it wasn't happy in the particular driveway where they had to park it every you know
1: eighty two games.
0: So you know they. And some say a downgrade because,
1: uh, I mean, Archer's not cold this year. We could have brought David Price in in 2014 on, at at the trade deadline and then still had him under contract for 2015. Instead, he went to, why do I want to say Detroit? No, or, he went straight to Boston. No, he didn't go straight to Boston. He made Did a, he go to Toronto? He, uh, no, J.A. Happ went to Toronto. Um, David, I want to say Detroit signed him. Hmm. Uh, got him on the rental deal and then had one year left. And then after his contract was up is when he went to Boston, which was 2016 is when he went to Boston. And then in 2017 is when I heard Boston got Chris Sale added to that mm. staff as well. But the Pirates... tried to beat up Dennis Eckersley. But the Pirates could have had... That could have been their splash pitcher was David Price. And that was when David Price was on fire. Um, and... Well, all I can say in the pirates they would have had defense, him locked up for a year
0: after the rental issue. I, all I can say is the pirates' defen- in the pirates' defense is that they thought, you know, Cole Burnett, um, Tyon would, would. I mean, Tyon had a setback or two. Honestly, I mean, maybe they just thought that like all these like prospect pitchers were were going to like pan out, and they didn't need to add another like big league established arm at that time. That they felt that they were good. They had tremendous fan support back then. Right. And Pittsburgh fans were, like, over the moon with joy. Like, you want to be a team that gets rental players. You don't rent players if you can't expect to win with them. Right. Like, in the short term. Pirate but also... Fans were very happy with, with rental players.
1: Right. At the time, you know, you get Marlon Byrd, Justin Morneau, J.A. Happ. would have been nice to be able to sign J.A. Happ. And... You know, he didn't sign for all that much in Toronto, and now Jay hap is where? Um, Yank- Yankees? He just left Toronto. They just traded him at the trade deadline. I, I want to say he went to the AL. Um, hap. But I'm not sure. Uh,
0: well, I mean, it's it's good that he's still around. He's the one that they could have had for not a lot of money if they had resigned him. Um, um and then they go and, like, spend too much money on, you know, guys who aren't really panning out. Like, Rodriguez, you know, sometimes Polanco, sometimes Jay Hay, sometimes Marte. I mean, they're paying guys a lot of money. Um, you know, pitching, I, I really honestly believe they thought that, like, Glasnow, Tyon, Brault, that that was going to be, like, the, the back three of their rotation, and then they'd have Cole and Burnett for another year. And then maybe like, you know, Wandy was was an option for a while. Um, Frankie Liriano. I mean, it's not yeah. like it's not like they didn't try to have okay, a bunch okay. of big league ready arms. Uh, here's the Just thing about like Liriano: they, they wanted to save their pitcher like long term money for the
1: people they developed. What's Liriano? What what's his biggest accomplishment? His biggest accomplishment? Yeah. And it's not necessarily a great one. Liriano won Comeback Player of the Year twice. Oh yeah, okay. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: <laughs> okay. So so consistency is not his strong suit,
1: right? And is he still in the league? He was. He a tr- is. He's, he's Toronto. He's still.
0: A, I I think so. I see so many games like they all sort of to blend together. Yeah, I mean, um, you see so many. Yeah, you see some Hap, ball Hap is available to like be on your fantasy team right now, as is Liriano. I'm sure um if you're doing fantasy baseball which god bless you if you do
1: that's that's a that's a job it's man. a job it is a job fantasy football you can do like a day and a half a week mm-hmm. yeah fantasy baseball is a full time job mm-hmm. same as fantasy hockey man yeah.
0: yeah i i can't do fantasy hockey cuz i just i can't be relied upon it
1: especially like monday deadline like it's just why would you do that why would, yeah
0: monday's the worst
1: so the pirates the guys are out west right now um uh, they're finishing up they, fit, sorry, they finished up with the Rockies. They took two or three uh, from the Rockies. They head to the Bay Area to take on the Giants for four games. And then they come back home. Um, and then they have two with the Twins, four at the Cubbies, uh, three with the Braves. And then they head back out on the road. And I believe they go to Milwaukee. So they're going to see four, three, seven, eight, nine home games um, starting next week. They got four, they're at the Giants for, for four, so today's Thursday, so yeah, they'll come back home Monday, I think it's Tuesday, Wednesday with the Twins, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday with the Cubs, and then they got three with the Braves, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, they go back out on the road. So I think next Wednesday, two Wednesdays from now, mm-hmm. will be a... Uh, should be a mid afternoon, like twelve thirty five game. Oh yeah? Should be. Okay. I'll have to double check the schedule here. There go. I uh, can go to those and still be home in time for work. Right?
0: Yeah. Provided there's not like a train. Yeah, provider's yeah, not like a train station. to real, man.
1: Laying, man. Laying it's okay for the trains to be in the station, not on On top of the station, yeah, yeah. When trains fall off the side of the mountain, down onto... Uh, I, I, could have, not, I could not believe that, man. So, I yeah, I mean, Landon and I were out and about on that Sunday, and, then, and we're down at Lawrenceville to Taste of Lawrenceville, which was a great event, by the way. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I w- and pull up my phone to, like, take a picture where we were at, and then it said, "Hey, live breaking news!" And I open up the Facebook, and first thing I see is a buddy of mine who lives on the mountain. Says, "Well, this can't be good." And yeah. It's a picture. I'm like, "What the fuck's going on?" And then Kitty K breaks in, and Channel Eleven breaks in with, well, oh, "Yeah, so yeah, yeah." With a freight train falling off, you know, derailing off the side of the mountain and yeah. tumbling down onto the trolley tracks at Station Square.
0: Yeah, I got. I my highlight was, you know, showing it to Julia's brother because he he just moved to town. Uh, for grad school, on Saturday, so he's like not even unpacked yet, and you know we're we're gonna. Where do you move up from? He was in uh, Brooklyn. Oh. And then when his he was doing a program in Brooklyn, and when when that ended, he went back to Carolinas for the summer, and he's now starting at CMU. So he's living in Bloomfield, and I got to go pick him up, come over and barbecue because we were we were cooking out anyway. So, you know, he came over the house and hung out, but we got to actually... There was extra traffic on the Liberty Bridge because of all the detours. So I actually got to, like, sit at that light for a good minute and, like, show him. And, like, I love... I always love making people feel welcome by, like, showing them, like, hey, here's local points of interest. And this is the newest one. This is the train crash. You know? (laughs) So, I mean, thank God nobody got hurt.
1: Yes. That could have went very bad. Yeah,
0: like, I, I, I used that station... Oh you yeah, know, occasionally more uh, the outbound side because I I ride my bike downtown and then I take the T home, um, so that's that's a good area for me. I like I love Station Square. It's yeah. one of my favorite parts of town, oddly enough. Well, Cause was, it is kind of a tourist track. Well,
1: well I, I was also sitting there thinking to myself too that quietly the Port Authority was like. Uh, we don't have to pay for upgrades. Now. That is the like the oldest T station. <laughs> it really it, it really is. is like the crappiest looking T station. Yeah. But I mean uh, even Potomac looks better than Station I, I mean Square, but right? but but just have the Port Authority who's a horrible organization. Oh, they are not they horrible, can. They do but they I mean can. But they're just sitting there with their like fingers like, ah, oh, we hope nobody got hurt. Their and Twitter we, I don't as long as they like keep their Twitter going, like Whatever they want with the Actually, do you know who's better on Twitter is the guy that goes as not Port Authority? No, I, I've seen them both, but
0: yeah, it's 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 much better when the official Port Authority throws shade, and like they are some subtle like sometimes there are some like, subtle shade throws. It's just kind of sometimes like really you're tweeting at me about this shit. Like, come on, guy, and it's always a guy.
1: But anyway, uh, <laughs> so. So back to the Bucco's. Yes, please. Uh, the other train wreck. The other train uh, wreck. <laughs> even when they're doing good, I just can't tell I, if I can I know, it. right? Um, so back to the Bucco's here, we got. Uh, you got four in San Francisco. Do you think they could take free? Yeah. I don't see why they can't.
0: I mean, there was talk that the Giants were getting rid of Kutch. Oh, yeah. The deadline there was talk that you Because was like they, a- despite upgrading like their. Left fielder or right fielder, or wherever he's playing this year. Right, right field. Okay, so despite upgrading their right field, like they didn't upgrade anything else that needs upgrading. And the Giants, I don't think, are contenders right now. No, they? I don't. So, I mean, this is a series that you should expect to take three out of four if you're serious about making a run at Milwaukee and you know Colorado, who we needed to beat two out of three. We got two in three. the wild card. Arizona probably better than Colorado. Like Arizona's
1: leading. The th- Fucking West,
0: right? But Dodgers are coming on, so yeah. the Arizona might be a wild card team that they need to contend with. um Milwaukee's in like the first wild card still, you know. Let's mm-hmm. let's let's. Who's the essential Cubs? Yeah,
1: last I checked. Okay, so we got. I was, I was actually
0: just opening up that app. So
1: and... so we got so we do have the Cubs. Okay. Uh, okay. So we go to San Francisco if we take mm-hmm. three out of four. Even split the series. You you, you got to at least split the series, but it's better to take three or four, if not all four. Mm-hmm. And then you come back to Pittsburgh. You got two with the Twins. Mm-hmm. You should be able to split that one and one, if not take two. Yeah, um, Twins are here. Yeah, Twins are in Pittsburgh. Stupid. I'd uh, love to go to Minneapolis on like a baseball road trip. Be, Minneapolis is such a cool city. Never it's been. clean. It's awesome. It's quiet. Dinky town is excellent. Right yeah. off the side of the yeah. U M. You know. Uh, We'll talk about Minneapolis later. Oh, good. Uh, but we have Minneapolis. But we have the Cubs coming in for four. Yeah, you need to split that two and two minimum. You can't get swept by the Cubs. You can't have the Card- like what the Cardinals did and come in and, and then just annihilate you. No, you know, uh, especially their division leaders. You need the wins against your division. Yeah, you know, so forth. The Cubs plus the morale. The morale exactly. I, mean, I don't know how the players feel, but I know as a fan, like
0: getting swept by the Cubs makes me feel really shitty inside.
1: Yeah, and, I, and my boss, my direct boss at work, is from Chicago, and oh, he's yeah? a Cubs fan. And well, it's
0: like, uh, he had sorry, a chance. he could have been a White Sox fan. You
1: know,
0: he made a bad decision.
1: Well, I think he made the better decision. Probably. Probably. But hey, hey, I've seen the Sox win a World Series. We've seen the Cubs win a World Series too. Yeah, but more people were alive
0: like, <laughs> in between the times that the Sox did it. That is true. Not by much.
1: Not by they much. They broke
0: their streak like a year or two after the Red Sox broke yeah. the streak. So Red Sox or uh, White Sox drought kind of never had a chance to really capture the imagination the way the Red Sox did.
1: It is true, and, and then the Cubs was the longest, the longest streak. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. I, I, I don't see why the pirates can't in these next what twelve games mm-hmm. pull seven wins.
0: Well, you know they're in it till they're not.
1: Yeah, until until they lose four.
0: You know that's entirely possible, and if that's your if that's what you want to see them do, then you should be tuning in and watching them on AT and T Sports. Yes. Listening to them on ninety three seven the fan. Yes. And reading all about them on Pirates Twitter. Yes. You know, when they're not arguing about who's a real fan, like sometimes there's actually some useful
1: information on that. There website. is. There so. is. Also on Twitter, follow the Anchor fan. He's a good dude. Yeah. And he's got some great insight on stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, speaking of Buckos, how about down on the farm? Uh, down on the farm, the Indianapolis Indians, the Buccos AAA, um program. So earlier this week, they had two players, Kevin Newman and Jacob Stallings, both hit for the cycle in the same game against lehigh valley that's crazy now they were routing lehigh valley 12 to 5 was the final of that one newman was the first player to hit a cycle since josh bell who is currently first base for the pirates um and then and then in the eighth inning stallings hit a triple to complete his cycle and had two in the same game oh wow so so there it's a blowout but you're also
0: like sitting on a cycle so, you you got to go. You got to yeah, go. Yeah. I mean, there's, no, there, there's no, like, unwritten rule that you're not allowed to go for the triple. In a oh, game. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And also, 12 to 5. 12 to 5. Not that much. I mean, it's, in a minor league game. In a minor league game, 12 to 5, and yeah. you're in Lehigh Valley. Yeah. The Iron Pigs, man. Yeah, the, a, iron pigs. the Iron Pigs. Who doesn't fear the Iron Pigs? Yeah, Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. This is a great name. Is it? Some of, these, some of these minor
0: league baseball names are corny. Uh, I'm not saying they're not, you know, like, but
1: looks like the yard goats. Now there's the Redding railroaders.
0: Well, that's, that makes sense. The I Newark guess.
1: bears. That makes sense. Um, Atlantic city surf. The, the Lakewood blue claws, Lakewood blue claws, Toledo mudhead still around.
0: They have, they, I mean, that's a great brand. <laughs> They'd be idiots to
1: get rid of that. Like, <laughs> Carolina catfish. The, the Carolina Mudcats.
0: That was a pi- they were a pirates affiliate. They were a pirates affiliate. John Wayner played for the Mudcats. Um uh, Amy Van Slake did some rehab down there. Yeah. Oh man, that was a great that was such a popular hat in like the early nineties. Mm-hmm. Like everyone used to get these catalogs full of like the minor league hats. And like the Toledo Mud Hens was like a pretty popular one too. And I the Chattanooga lookouts with I the think little... I
1: still have a Durham
0: Bulls hat somewhere. That's yeah, I mean that's was that's I, iconic.
1: Which somebody asked me when they was like, Is that a Denver Broncos hat? No. No Oh, I hate Susan Sarandon, man. Do people like do people... who hates Susan Sarandon? Nobody ever says I hate Susan Sarandon. Are you serious?
0: You you obviously don't follow many Hillary Clinton fans on Twitter.
1: I don't follow politics on Twitter. <laughs> really?
0: No wonder you're always happy when I see you. My God, <laughs> politics is a horrible thing. Um, you should try mixing it with Twitter sometime and see how much more horrible it can get. Really? Oh. Oh my god, yeah.
1: Like, who hates Susan Sarandon? She's fucking beautiful. she's, she's like 60-something she years old. Bernie Sanders. I don't give a shit. She's 60-something years old and I was still doing anything she told me to.
0: Well, twice. I mean, I did. I voted for Sanders. So I didn't, not twice. You're not allowed, so. Uh, fucking Susan's red. Okay, so, anyway, you learned something this week. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Apparently she supports Bernie Sanders. I don't and, give a shit. Unabashedly so. And it's as is her right to do. Damn.
1: And Rocky Horror movie also. Good stuff. I mean, that scene in Bull Durham where she's got the fucking thigh high stockings on <laughs> and the garter belt. Yeah. That's <laughs> an old, that movie was like 30 years old, man. Do you know what really makes you feel old? When you realize that Moon Moonfry turned 42. What? Punky Brewster? I know, the, right?
0: Okay, so, uh, cool. <laughs> I mean, we're all getting there, you know. I know,
1: right? But. So that chick was only four years older than me on that show? She's like two years older than me. So. I mean, okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: Whatever. Do you remember the cartoon of Funky Brewster? Yeah. She had, like, that weird pet. Mm hmm. That was weird.
1: What was that about? So, I don't know these two guys down on the farm Kevin Newman and Jacob Stallings. If they'll make it to the big leagues? What is Newman? What's his position? Uh, I think he's a middle infielder, and I think Stallings is an outfielder. So, middle
0: infielder, um, as in like a shortstop, as in like Hetcheveria not being a long-termer. Could we see Kevin Newman in the bigs next year? I don't think so. No? Why? I, I don't know. They just, uh, God, they're like, they always build up these prospects, and then you get like a taste and then they, like, don't play them, and they ship them back. And then they're a September call-up. These guys are going to be September call-ups. One would think.
1: There's potential for it. You
0: hit the cycle, you, or, or, I think you hit the cycle in AAA, like, that entitles you to one plate appearance in the majors. Regardless. Sure. In September... In September, if the team's not doing anything... Unless it's, like, you're in the heat of the pennant race and, like, Clint Hurdle's like, I absolutely, like, can't make any more idiotic lineup decisions
1: ever again. Wait, wait, wait. If that ever happens... Wait. You're... Do you mean he wouldn't start Sean Rodriguez at a 125 batting average for 15 games in a row? Maybe he'd
0: start Kevin Newman once, like, on a Sunday or, like, a... Like a Thursday, like twelve thirty game after a long night game. Speaking of
1: Esrod, after his injury, mm-hmm. he's actually come back and is doing well. Oh, he's terrific! Sir- not good, making man. any stupid errors. Yeah. He's not making. Harrison, his, Harrison his, made the errors. His batting average, insane. his batting average has come up. I think he's hitting like two sixty nine. You know, I mean, I've always liked Sean Rodriguez. I I mean, mean, he looks been, like he'd shank you in an alley. No, what? I, th-
0: see, okay, so here's the thing with Rodriguez. that Like, it's not about on-the-field performance for us. Like, the people who love Sean Rodriguez, like, they love his hair, you know, like, you can get your girlfriend to watch the Pirates with you because of Sean Rodriguez. Um, I also really liked his quote when he hadn't even played a game for the Pirates, and someone stuck a microphone in his face and asked him, like, how he felt about the fact that some ISIS guy wore a Pirates hat in an ISIS video. And Sean Rodriguez was like, his quote was like, I don't really think the pirates are ISIS, folks. And it's like, thanks, Sean. Thanks for being the voice of reason here. Like, they are sometimes hurtful, but they are not ISIS. It's not that bad. Um, So, like, we like that about Sean. And, you know, he, he beat up the water cooler, and he's Serpico, and he came back from an injury... And we, we love people who leave and come back. Yes. Um, and he's come if, back to the Pirates. And he, of and he
1: came back to the Pirates, and his first game back, he was in uniform. He was happy uh, you know, with the guys, and they gave him to 15 innings, and he hits a walk-off home run in his first plate appearance as yeah. a Pirate. So there's, there's a legend behind him that doesn't have anything to
0: do with his OPS or his fielding percentage. Um, but there's also Pirate fans who feel that, you know, anyone would be better. That he's a utility player for a reason. And that they have someone who can start at every position
1: he plays who generally, like, doesn't hurt them as bad. Because when he's bad, he's bad. The only positions I haven't seen Sean Rodriguez play is pitcher and catcher. Yeah. The only positions I haven't seen Josh Harrison play was catcher. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Josh Harrison was a utility player that played himself into a four-year, $25 million deal. Right. And... Well, he was—he had a near MVP season. Mm. Sean
0: Rodriguez has never done that. Correct. I mean, he's always—he's been like a solid fill-in guy. Um, I was so amped for that wild card game against the Cubs when I, when I heard the lineup with Sean Rodriguez, I was just like, "Woo!" Whatever. Like, I mean, but really, like, I still think about that. And like, Clint Hurdle was like for his defense, and then like the Cubs came out and hung like five, what was it, like, five-run first inning? Like, so much for your defense. And, like, he didn't even bat. That's kind of part of his legacy. Because the Pirates, like, the story of the Pirates in my lifetime has been, you know, not quite getting over the hump and screwing up somehow. And uh, that was a bad game. And that was, was, like, the water cooler game and the fight and all
1: that. I don't know. Yeah,
0: yeah. Sean Rodriguez, folk hero, will never die. Like Sean Rodriguez, starting middle infielder for the Pirates, like that shouldn't be a thing.
1: Correct. So, back to Kutch real quick. Since you're wearing a cut shirt, did you see his little Twitter uh, posts earlier this week? No. Uh, Kutch posted on Twitter that said, "My wife and I just spent about 15 minutes tossing a dirty diaper back and forth." And she was doing it while holding the baby and with her non-dominant hand. Maybe she should start Redfield tonight. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. What, were they like playing pepper with it? Or? <laughs> I, I, I guess. I, 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 I don't doing know. Doing fungo drills. With poop <laughs> but, sack. Uh, but it was like, it's like here's the diaper. No, I don't want it. You throw it away. And oh, back man. and forth. I, I'm assuming that's kind of how it went. I bet you he learned from Marc-Andre, or maybe she did,
0: with his with his famous... UPMC ad. Oh yeah. Where he's where he's juggling the diaper on his goalie stick. And have you noticed that those
1: ads aren't on TV anymore since he left?
0: It's sad. They could still get away with that, I think. People still like Marc Andre. Like if you did an approval rating poll of, like all Yinzers and you were like, you know, how do you feel about like the following entities like UPMC, <laughs> Hi Mark, and Marc Andre Flurry? that like Marc Andre'd be the only one above fifty percent. Right? He'd probably be more like eighty percent. Nah, 90, 95% of Pittsburgh probably still supports Marc-Andre Fleury. Oh, yeah, they do. As opposed to UPMC. Like, they can't hurt their brand by bringing him in. I mean, they're going to own, like, half of the city.
1: Speaking about former Penguins, guess who I ran into the other day? Mr. Kinnitz. Oh, yeah? are oh, you told Wait, at the mall? Well, I ran into at the mall, but then he was at my work. Oh, okay. And he was there with the kids. Yeah. Um, hanging out at my work. And, uh, good dude. You know, always very nice and pleasant. Uh, still uh, resides here in, uh, I think he's is he, He's either Upper St. Clair or, or Peters, one of the two. Um, but I was like, hey, man, I was like, you know, sad to see you not come back to the Pens. So I was like, but good luck in Chicago this season. Because uh, wow. that's where he's going. Yeah. And we all know the Pens salary cap issues are, you know, the Pens spend to the, to the limit. Same as the Steelers. Um, and it... it you know, thank God someone does in this town. Yeah, right?
0: Not yeah. that they're, that's the thing, there's no limit in baseball, so you're always outgunned. Is the argument. But yeah, like, good good for Kunitz and good for hockey, and like, it's good to know that you can lose a guy like Kunitz and still be, you know, spending to the cap. Yes. Because you're, that means you're making an effort to, like, build depth through the organization. Yeah, and I mean. I, signing for the and, and they would have
1: brought Kunitz back if he would have settled for under a million a year. Mm-hmm. I don't think Kunitz should settle for under a million a year. Yeah, I got more Stanley Cups than Sidney Crosby. Why should I settle for – He's got one more.
0: One more is one more.
1: Yeah. Uh, We talked about that on a podcast here earlier about whenever they were going to the playoffs Mm -hmm. and so forth that Kunitz, uh, I think he's like number 20-something on the list of active players with the most Cups. Yeah, Or 20-something on the list all time with the most Cups. And then – He was, uh, he's the only active player to have four. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it would have been great to have him back. But he's based Um, here. He likes it here, right? He likes it here. He's, you know. he got a top goal. His kids go go to school here. His wife lives here and all that. Um, But, yeah, it's a good time. Uh, I see a lot of people down where I work.
0: Yeah. You You always run into all the hockey players, man. Like, the biggest, the biggest hockey name, I I met the, like, Nailers ex-coach at the (laughs) R-Bar. The wheeling nailers like, back in 2016, like legit, like I I had to like look him up. Like he, he told me his name and that he was like a, a hockey player, but I like looked I like looked him up
1: and I was like, whoa, this dude like went to the bathroom at the R Bar and googled I was, it like, well, real he quick. Actually,
0: like not not only did he play, like he was like kind of like underselling the fact that he had recently been employed as the head coach of like the Penguins minor league affiliate. You know, I was like, okay, that's cool, awesome. Forget his name. He was a young guy though. I mean, he was like. He was there with, like, someone we know like, sister. Like, they were, like, dating or something. So it was all, like, a bunch of, like, 40-somethings hanging out at the bar. And, like, one of them had NHL experience
1: and the rest of us didn't. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break right now. We're going to come back and we're going to f- spend the final segment on the Stellars. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at AwesomeCast.net. All right, folks, and we're back. Final segment here. We're recording Thursday afternoon. Thursday night tonight, the Steelers' first preseason game against the Eagles out in Philly at Lincoln Financial Field. Oh, man, the defending champs. Defending champs, you know, I I believe the Eagles had to open up their – preseason against the Steelers as defending champs on multiple occasions. So, more reversal. Really? Yeah, really? Yeah. Out, uh, of, out of the six times, they've,
0: what, do you have data going back to the 70s? Uh, it was. Or is this more like anecdotally from no, 2005 and I
1: just don't know. No, believe. it was, uh, 79, the preseason game was against the Eagles, um, after the Steelers won in 78 and then hmm. 80 was the um, preseason game, Steelers-Eagles, after the Steelers won the 79 Super Bowl. And I believe in 05 they didn't open up against the Steelers, but they did play them in the preseason. Yeah,
0: so, that actually means absolutely nothing, of course. Yeah, right? Because I it's mean, preseason. It's preseason.
1: Game. Uh, we're not even going to see Antonio Brown. We're not going to see, of course, Le'Veon Bell because he's not in camp. Uh, we're not going to see Nick Foles because he's not an Eagle anymore. Nick Foles isn't an Eagle anymore? Is he? No, Nick Foles is still an Eagle, as far as I know. Since well, Carson Wentz, really,
0: he's staying the backup.
1: Uh, d- 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 shit. Okay,
0: we're gonna we'll move have to, on. We'll figure that out. We'll I, figure that out. I, that's crazy to me that like Nick Foles wouldn't go somewhere else with the, some of the quarterbacks who are like suiting up, like the the Bears situation. Yeah, are we? That I, we got to watch. I don't in the even home know. If, game I, I don't
1: even know if Ben's gonna. Uh, Play tonight.
0: We, we've got to we've got to figure out who our backup is, Steve. Like, we've got three backups right now. Ben Ben shouldn't get any reps at all because he's going to be the starter, right? Um, he he's already got the chemistry. They, it's not like they have new receivers. You know, it's not like they brought in Des Bryant and they need to like get
1: some game reps. And how the fuck's Des Bryant oh, even on the team right now? I mean, does he want that much money, or is he or is he like very like nitpicky? I don't know. Um, I mean, Dallas did kind of fuck them. I'd want to go to a contender. I'd want to go to a contender, too. I'd want to go. If I was Des Bryant, I'd want to go to Pittsburgh. I'd want to go to New England. If you're in the AFC, if you're in the NFC, I'd want to go to, like, the Rams or Green Bay. Uh, (laughs) You know, I don't know about that one. Uh, A.B., though, uh, was back in practice uh, after some soreness. T.J. Watt has a hamstring issue. Vance McDonald has a foot issue. So what I'm going to be looking at in these preseason games is um, Pitt star, Quadre Henderson. Oh, yeah. Apparently he's been making an impact on special teams as a returner. Cool. So, I mean, a lot of these guys, the best way that they can make the team is on special teams. And that's just how you do it. And then also to get put on practice squad. Um, There's a guy on the team. He's a wide receiver. He's wearing number 15. His name's Trey Griffey. He's out of Arizona. He was drafted by the Colts. Uh, He was on the Colts practice squad. Miami picked him up for like a month and a half and then released him. The Steelers signed him to a, uh, you know, trying to make the team contract, I guess. Mm. Um, What do you know about Trey Griffey? I don't know anything about Trey Griffey. Here's the best thing about Trey Griffey. His dad's Ken Griffey I Jr. Was gonna say, I was going to say, I only know the name. I recognize the name. Yeah. His dad's Ken Griffey Jr. Okay. Um, his grandfather, of course, is Ken Griffey. Yeah. So after I started researching. So he's got Western PA, like yeah. still, Town, Still Valley, Mountain yeah. Valley. Yes. Yeah. So, so how about Ken, Griffey, Jesse James, Ken Griffey Jr. and Ken Griffey Sr. were both born in Denora. Mm-hmm. Who else is from Denora? Stan the Man. Stan the Man usual. That's right, man. So there's some, like, locality yeah. there, you know, uh, so forth. Uh, I went to
0: Denora once on a lift ride as a driver.
1: Okay, I was going to say, did you go there? That's like... a hike, man.
0: That's a, that's <laughs> the only time doing that job I ever touched three counties on
1: one trip. Well, most people in Pittsburgh, when they hear Denora, are like, oh, yeah, I saw them play down at Rib Fest. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're a band. There's, there's a band called Denora. There's a band called Denora. And, uh, you know.
0: I wonder if people people from not Pittsburgh like might see their name and be like Donora? What kind of band is that? But we all know it's Donora because um, we're from the Western PA.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's also we have North for sales. I mean, yeah. you know, it happens. Yeah, it happens. And there's it's two happens. boys. I mean, it's, it's two same boys. thing. Yeah. Uh, what about the girls? Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> I know, right? But uh, but no. So I mean, you got some guys on the team. Uh, I mean, not like the, we like we said. There's not a lot of. Yeah, jobs. there's not a lot of, of jobs. Number two
0: quarterback is the most interesting position battle. Yeah, number two opinion. and three quarterback. I mean, And in the Eagles case, apparently number one quarterback still isn't settled because Nick Foles is still with the Eagles. Right? It was such a foregone conclusion after the Super Bowl. I just kind of tuned out the NFL offseason. I think I just assumed that Nick Foles ended up in, like,
1: Minnesota or, like, Carolina. No, Minnesota's Carolina. gone. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Fuck who's the uh, the Redskins dude? Oh, the the Redskins Kirk grand- Cousins. Kirk Cousins. That's and, who. And, and who do the
0: Redskins have?
1: Uh, fuck, dude from Kansas City. And the Baltimore Ravens have Robert Griffin the Third, RG three. No, they have RG three. They drafted the dude from. Louisville, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, and then they also have, of course, um, Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco, who I think is on his way out. But none of those quarterbacks are
0: as good as Nick Foles, in my opinion. You are so, correct. So tell me why Nick Foles is is a backup in Philly? I guess just because everyone loves him there, and if Wentz gets hurt again, I, I don't know what his contract situation is. I'm sure you can hear all about it during the uh, broadcast. Is it on Channel Two tonight? It
1: is. You yeah, we get poppy Be-
0: Annie. And is it Edmund Nelson or is it Chris Hoke? Uh, Charlie, Batch. Charlie
1: Batch. Charlie Batch. You know Charlie Batch is outstanding. Love the guy. Yeah, it's, it's Bob Any Charlie Batch? I believe that Hoke and Nelson will probably be there somewhere. Okay, maybe like studio stuff. Uh, sideline. Maybe well, Jeff Brazell is on the sideline though, right? Uh, it's potential. I hope so. I mean, I mean, I, you know, I did not scope the preseason. Um, we need to know these things. I did not scope the preseason. Um, Announcing team. Yeah, well, we'll
0: figure it out. That's that's called prep info. in Yeah, business. right, right. Um, I will um,
1: I will uh, be at work tonight. Um, while that game will be on, and I, I will... love it that it's on Rabbit Ear Bunny Ear TV. Yeah, because we've been we've
0: been getting into the Vietnam documentary on Netflix. So I've been I've been keeping the Fire TV plugged in in the living room, and I just you know it's more steps. So I don't I don't want to have to like fire up some app to watch the Steeler game tonight. And since I don't care about it. Really. It'll be good background. And if I can't, you know, if I can't stand looking at it anymore, I'll
1: switch to some cooking show on PBS, as is my custom. That's awesome. PBS, The guy on PBS with uh, the white hair and the glasses. Chris Fenimore. Is he the main cooking guy? Yeah, of? like the QED cooks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's actually going to be a judge with Rick Seebeck Mm-hmm. Um, Selena Pompiani, okay, and the wonderful Amanda Narcissi oh, from really? Bowl of Pittsburgh uh, for Saver Pittsburgh. They're all the judging panel really? for Saver Pittsburgh that's coming up in September. That is like a
0: murderer's row of local media personalities, folks. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah so it's cool.
0: Saver Pittsburgh that's gonna be held at the peak, okay? So there are so many events like that these days. Um, there's they're, they're having taste in Dormont. Yes, like, I guess like I don't know why. Well, there's like,
1: taste of Dormont.
0: No, they don't call it that anymore. Oh, I don't know why. Because huh. like obviously, taste of Chicago is the big deal, right? And then every little town has like I mean, I've been to taste of Brookline. I've been to taste of Dormont. Um, you know, there was taste of Lawrenceville. Oh, we were just at taste. I don't of Lawrenceville. know why it has to be taste in Dormont like people don't actually think that like you're tasting dormont, do they? That you're like actually eating bus exhaust and like uh, cigarette uh, ash.
1: Yeah, and, and, flooded, wa- and flooded and flooded water and yeah, flooded uh, intersections. Yeah. Delicious runny storm water. I mean, I don't know about you. Best burger in Dormont is the Bossy Burger at JMO's. Dude, I got to be honest, love
0: Jamesons' like I used to live above there.
1: When it was a suburban. Right? And
0: then when Jamie Jamie took over, I I lived upstairs with Jamie for a while. We were neighbors, and uh, you know the food there is great. The burgers are great. Also, I love their marketing because like I I came home from somewhere last week in the afternoon, and I noticed there's a telephone pole on my street with a sign on it, and it's a JMO sign. And they'll just they'll just take like a piece of cardboard and like draw on it in a sharpie, put a JMO sticker on it, and just like stick it somewhere. Oh yeah. And, like, I don't get it, because, like, the last time I saw one was down the bottom of, of uh, Potomac, down by Banksville. Like, that makes sense.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: Bay Ridge Avenue, I mean, there's no traffic on my street.
1: Yeah, other than the cops. And they live no, there. I
0: never I never see cops up there. Yeah, yeah, they live there. Well, besides the cops <laughs> who live there, like, I've never seen cops up
1: there. Right. Like, and
0: the, the cops live down the street. Like, my street, no cops live on my street. It's behind me. There you go.
1: Where up. the cops live. But, so, with this dealer game today, preseason. <laughs> We're looking at who may or may not make practice squad, who may or may not make special teams. Quadre Henderson, uh, you do some shit in the game, mm-hmm. return a kick, return a punt, that's going to secure your spot. Yeah. Um, like we said, we're not going to have any of the starting guys playing, and if they do, it's going to be one series and no. I yeah. don't even think Roethlisberger is going to put pads on. He's going to be out in a T-shirt with a headset. I hope so. I really do. You know, so have you followed any of the Steeler camp? I mean, I've I've seen like some
0: reporting on the local news. Like i I saw about the um Latrobe Stadium night, you know, I know I know about Shazir. Um, you know. I mean I, I saw on Twitter that he like, you know, walked out on the fifty yard line and He walked across the whole field. Made, you know, like but then also like there was they're interviewing someone else on like the local news and he he just like walked up and was like, Hey, you know, like just like you know, like they do on baseball, like, just, like, inter- interrupt the interview post-game. And, like, we're watching TV, and like, Julia's like, was that Ryan Shazier? Like, it was really, you know, I think the last time a lot of us saw him publicly, he was just, like, standing up at a pens game. And it's great to see him walking, but, like, I just, you know, I just want him to be healthy. Like, I'm not on the, like, get back to football train with Shazier, you know? I know he's, he's going to be a dad. Um, again? Again, okay. <laughs> I'm, not sure, I'm not sure if that's, but like, good for him. Yes. You know? And, um, you know, he'll always be a part of the Steelers family. Um, I, I don't know. I, I say that, and then I immediately re- remember that they don't pay these guys, like, any pension. Yeah, it's, it's a business. But, you know what? Like, hopefully he's, you know, earned enough money playing football that he can, like, you know, still, like, be I, established. I, I just, I don't want to see the guy get hurt further. Um, football's, like... You know, it's it's changing. Like, I, I've, I've been hearing talk about, like, flag football and, like, high schools, you know, like, switching from, like, full pads. Like, kids not playing tackle football anymore. Uh, getting rid of kickoffs. I mean, Steve, like, you're going to have a day where you're not going to be talking about making the squad as a kick returner because they're not going to have kick
1: returners. You know? Yeah. It's, and this this is the
0: context of football that we're, like, we're getting excited about because that's what we do this time of
1: year. I, I mean, they, they, they already... Moved the kickoff forward. Right. So that the ball, when you kick off, goes pretty much to the end zone. And yeah. there is no kick return, and they start on the 20. Right. They start, they moved it to the 25. It's to the 25 now. Yeah. So if you're going to do that, you might as well just say, here's the ball on the 25, let's go. Well, why and not use the still- ball on the 20? And then you have the punters. Just give them the ball on the 20, though. Yeah. Okay. Give them the ball. Because you know, the
0: twenty-five thing only started because they were trying to like tinker with it to like change it. Yeah. If you're just going to scrap it all together, then you should also also scrap all the like like gimmicky modifications that you made to it, and just like yeah, give them the ball on the twenty. You know, because like an eighty-yard touchdown run, you know, you don't get a chance to like get an eighty-yard touchdown run after a touchback. You know, it's gonna it's gonna change like records and stuff.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean, they're almost to the point where they're scrapping. Kickoffs, yeah,
0: um, you they're know. exciting plays when when they happen, when when when, a, when they do get a big return. But you don't see it that much anymore. You see
1: it more in punts. Yeah. than you do in kickoffs. Kickoffs, like we said, most of them are going to the back of the end zone.
0: And punts are you can't get rid of punts because that's how you like turn the ball over. Like when you decide that you don't want to risk losing it on downs. Correct. Like, what are you going to do? Just like go throw like a fifty yard interception? You know. And they're not compelled to actually catch it, so then it's just over on downs. You know, like, you can't can't really get rid of punting, but I guess you could get rid of kickoffs and it would still be effectively the same sort of, like, offense where you're starting around the 20 most of the time. I don't know, like, I just don't want to see anyone get hurt in the preseason game tonight.
1: That's the whole key with preseason football, no matter if you're a Steelers fan, a Bears fan, a Niners fan. You don't want to see anybody get injured, get hurt, end their season. You got some, like, Quadre Henderson. You know, he's making an impact, you know, on special teams, on the return game. You don't want to see him take a punt return tonight and get clipped from the side and end up taking out an ACL. Right, but on the other side
0: of that argument is, like, he needs to be aggressive when he gets his chance. Yes. Because he's trying to make the squad. And someone who might end up tackling him might also be looking to make the squad. And, like just pray that they're looking to be, like, a, not a Mike Mitchell-style tackler on that squad. Yeah. You know, because that's that's how people get hurt, you know. Like, nobody needs to be, like, launching themselves, you know, doing helmet
1: shots in preseason games,
0: you know. And and then that makes, like, you not really want to watch it because it's not – they're not trying hard.
1: Well, yeah. So they do have – this will be the first game the Steelers have with some of the new rules in Mm -hmm. place. Okay. Again, it's, you know – Hands to the face, 15 yards automatic, okay. um, helmet to helmet, leading with the helmet, um, anything touching the head, shoulder pads, that's something that you're getting flagged on now. Okay. Um, and then, of course, there was the Mel Blunt rule, mm-hmm. there was the Heinz Ward rule, and you now have the Jesse James rule. <laughs> oh, the catch. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jerome Bettis rule too. Jerome Bettis was a running back, so of course, anytime he touched the ball and it went over the end zone, it was done. No, but I'm saying like there was a Jerome Bettis rule,
0: and it's when they do
1: the coin toss,
0: they have to confirm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They have to yeah. actually confirm that that is indeed your call. Yes. Um, so yeah, but like they love making rules to compensate for times when the Steelers got screwed. Um, I'm not saying they got screwed in the case of Mel Blunt but, no, no, no. or in the that, case of Heinz yeah, Ward. No, they put that rule in because Mel Blunt raped yeah. people. <laughs> I guess, yeah, and like the Heinz Ward rule was to prevent the Steelers from screwing other teams. Um, but the Jerome Bettis rule was because they screwed us on a coin toss, and the Jesse James rule was because they screwed us on the
1: game-winning touchdown in the most important game of last football season. Pretty much. So, yeah, now whenever you catch the ball uh, and you're going over – as soon as the ball breaks the plane of the end zone, you do not have to make a football move. You do not have to maintain possession throughout the play. The ball can hit the ground and be fumbled out of your hands. Mm-hmm. As long as it's in your hands as it breaks the plane of the end zone, it's a touchdown. See I I I think that's
0: fair. I mean, you ever watch rugby? Like that's how it works in rugby, you know?
1: Do you want to talk about a sport? Well, it's tough as shit. That's I like rugby. watching the
0: sevens, like that they have at the Olympics, and they all they also have like like college rugby sevens, and it's a lot more like free flowing. Um, I mean, there's still some like you know pretty like hard tackling and stuff, but it it's just like the whole point is that you, you get the ball across the goal line and you have to place it on on the ground in rugby. Yes, you know, and like at some point, you know, American football came away from rugby and started having forward passing. And that's the issue, is like trying to decide like when is the possession of the ball sufficient to do that in the end zone. Because like you said, if Jerome Bettis runs across the line and puts the ball on the ground immediately and it falls out of his
1: hand, it's a, touchdown. it's a touchdown. But a receiver had to make a football move and had to maintain possession all the way through the play and through the ground and so forth. So now you can catch the ball with your hands and you're in the end zone or across the line and then somebody can go ahead and whack it out. Well, I'm so glad you know, that
0: some team who is not the Steelers will be able to like win a game this year, and then we can all and then we can all think about how cool it would have been if that happened to us. And then
1: right sigh. So yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. So uh, so there's what now like four Steelers that have rules that were put in for things that happened to them or they did to other people.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, is there a Mike Tomlin rule too?
0: Did they have to make a new rule? <laughs> for him jumping out on the sideline during that one play? Yes. Or were they just like, no, we, we just we just need to enforce the rule that's already there. Like, I think they had that to that enforce shit. the rule that's already there, and the Steelers <laughs> lost a draft pick he's over like, that. He's like, he's like, we're not supposed to do that? I didn't know. The it's Ste- like on Seinfeld when, like, George sleeps with the cleaning lady. Yeah. He's like, like, were we not supposed the, to do that? I,
1: I think the Steelers got fined $150,000 and lost a seventh-round draft pick Okay, over so that. not
0: a rule, just an enforcement. Yeah. But okay.
1: Um... But yeah, the Mel Blunt rule is one of my favorites. I mean, because you're not allowed to mug the receivers, guys. Yeah, you can't touch him after five yards. Yeah, I mean, Mel Blunt used to pretty much, yeah, mug people. He'd be smacking them the whole way down the field, like pulling her shirts, pulling her face mask. <laughs> no, it's a tough game. It's a man's game. I mean, could you imagine if today's players played with the '70s rules?
0: Yeah, I think it would be bad. I think like fantasy football would be no fun, right? You know, like receivers' careers would be shorter. Um, a
1: lot of people, a career. lot, of, a lot
0: of like, a lot of guys like, you know, play in the league like wouldn't even like. Deion Sanders was, I mean, already was like criticized for being a shitty tackler. Like, could you imagine he wouldn't have even played? in a league that that still subscribed to, like, the Mel Blunt style of defending because he wasn't big enough and he couldn't really impose himself on someone the size of, like, Terrell Owens in, in that fashion. So,
1: yeah, I like it the way it is. And Mel Blunt's still awesome for it. Yeah, you know? and, and could you imagine if the guys in the 70s played in today's era of football? I don't think they could have played. Well, some of them could have. I mean, with all the rules and so forth yeah. that are there now, I mean... A lot of, like, the Steel Curtain linebacker guys would have been, like, strong safeties. I mean, I watched, I watched some of the old clips, like, on NFL Network whenever they go through and show, like, the old games and stuff. Right. And it's like, you see a play that happened, like, wow. Mm. <laughs> that was, like, like... Just dudes, like, choke slamming people. Yeah. And... By the way, folks, if you're not old enough to remember Three River Stadium or Veterans Stadium or Riverfront Stadium, those were cement floors Mm -hmm. with a carpet rolled over top of them and a, a pad that was about an inch thick that I'm sure did not do much. Yeah. But it was ridiculous. I mean, Bobby Brister, like. How many concussions did he have? I mean, he wasn't the smartest tool. I mean, they didn't uh, do baseline
0: testing back then, so there's really no way of knowing. Yeah,
1: right? I mean, that's it, it's just ridiculous um, with all the rules that are now compared to then. And it's when people talk about the best of all time in football. You, you, you have to break it down to the era. You can't mm. say that Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback to ever play the game just because he has five Super Bowl rings and his accomplishments, you got to look back at, okay, so Tom Brady is the best since 2000. Mm-hmm. You know, before Tom Brady in the 90s, who was the best at that point in time? Uh, Troy Aikman. Mm. Um, in the 80s, Joe Montana. Easy. That was that, that easy. You know, in the 70s, it was Bradshaw and Staubach. You, yeah. can, you can make. Cases for both of them. In the 60s. And had Bart Starr in the 70s. And this is Bart Starr was in the 70s. Had, uh, well, Bart Starr was early 70s. Yeah, back was late, okay. was middle to late 70s. Um, Fran yeah, Tarkenton. Fran Tarkenton, Purple People Eaters. I mean, now I we're mean, just naming guys, but yeah. Like, you know, but I mean, I mean, you could, you know, in the 60s was, uh, fuck, it was Bart Bart Starr was in the 60s. Yeah. Autogram you know, like, well, was, like, Otto, early 60s. Autogram was always... And, like, and, yeah. So you got to break it down by error. You just... I mean, and w- I think that's with any game, really, because sure. the, the progression of the sport, whether it's the NFL, the NHL, MLB, NBA... See, I think football changes faster than baseball. Yeah. Certainly.
0: Like, the big... the big People always point out in baseball, like, oh, the dead ball era. I mean, that was 100 years ago at this point. Yeah. Like, people just generally tend to get larger. That's just like evolution. But baseball's not a sport where you're running up to each other and hitting each other. Yeah. So it doesn't make as much of a difference. Now you might start to see some evolution of the game with like like shifting and analytics and like emphasis on, you know, home runs and strikeouts, that whole kind of thing. And that's awful and that might be a trend that comes and goes. But it's not the same as like when when football changes, it changes forever. You know, like, they're not going to go back to leather helmets. They're not going to go back to the option
1: in the NFL. I mean... I haven't seen an option play in a
0: long time on the NFL. You just can't do it. It it sort of defies logic. But they're just too fast. Like, defenses are just too fast. It's that much of a jump from college to the pros. Mm -hmm. That, like, you just can't get around. You don't even see, like, sweep plays in the NFL that much. No. You know? I used to play
1: Madden and, like, run, like, sweep left, sweep
0: right. Like, it's totally
1: unrealistic. Oh, dude, I used to run fucking... Uh, when I played Madden, what was it? it was after the Bucks won the uh, Super Bowl, so it okay. was Madden 03. Yeah. Where it was, you know, Warwick done, sweep right, Warwick done, sweep left. Yeah, my roommate my roommate always played as them. He
0: was a big Tampa fan. And, uh, he had a Mike Allstott jersey. <laughs> that was funny. That was a weird era of football. Yeah.
1: Um... And Chucky, a yeah. winning, winning coach. Uh, you had, you for had Tampa Gruden. Bay, Gr- yeah. yeah. Gruden winning coach, and he's back this year, back with the Raiders, back with the Raiders. And I, I saw a
0: headline. I didn't even read the article because I didn't need to. It just said like John Gruden is not all that impressed with Martavis Bryant. Oh, and it was like, read the that article. i like, best read, I've ever seen. Read
1: that article. Yeah, you know, read the article. Oh, John fish. John Gruden. Uh, they asked John Gurdon about it. He says, you know, he goes, we traded for, uh, Martavis Bryant. We gave up a third round pick for him He goes. I've seen his practice. I've seen his films. He goes, I, I, you know, my previous job, I've seen his work ethic and so forth. Um, he needs to do more. He, mm-hmm. he just, because we traded for him and brought him here, doesn't, he, he said he needs to take time to take a chance at the second opportunity. And I really believe that a change of scenery will do well for him, but he needs to put into work and put in the time and, as of right now, he's not that impressed with Martavis Bryant. Uh, but that's on Martavis Bryant's level. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, and if Gruden is telling you that you're not doing well... You're not really Gruden's friend until he gives you a nickname. Yes.
0: You know, when he comes out and says, like, this guy, Bryant, I call him,
1: like, stoned Fred Bolitnikoff. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, Gruden pretty much... Did all the work with Carr, yeah, with Derek Carr. I mean, I mean, Gruden had that on ESPN, the Gruden quarterback camp.
0: Mm-hmm. It,
1: it, it's ridiculous, and I, I believe it was a year or maybe two years ago. Weird. I was talking with a bunch of guys at at a bar. I was working when they were talking football, and um, and they were talking about oh, Brady. You know, you know, Belichick's the best coach ever. Duh, duh, duh. Like, you know, some, somebody's like, oh, Tomlin's awesome. And like, you know, and I was just. And I look at this and say, if you're starting a franchise right now, who do you take as your head coach? Like, Belichick all the way. I'm like, nope. They're like, Tomlin? I'm like, nope. They're like, how about Harbaugh? I'm like, nope. I'm like, take Gruden. They're like, he's been out of the game so long. He's been, he hasn't been he has coached in over 10 years. Da, da, da. I'm like, you're right. He hasn't coached in over 10 years. He's been in the box. He's been watching every fucking team. Exactly.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a <laughs> lot to be said for that. You know,
1: He's been watching every team and mm-hmm. seeing what's going on. He He's he's up to date with the new style of football, you know. Yeah, be, I mean, he's...
0: Like, I'm not... I wasn't crazy about his commentary because I just think his personality bugs me. It's kind of dry. But, you know, like, he's definitely doing the time. Like, doing the work, oh, yeah. Putting in the, the homework and then, you know, he watches the film and he talks to the players. And, yeah, he's definitely up on things. And, like, okay, like, it's just... I'm
1: not we saying just don't like hype. I'm we, not saying don't like Raiders to like, the Raiders a did a Super Bowl. Yeah, like this year. Be,
0: they'll be fine this year with him. Like it'll it'll be interesting to see. And
1: AFC West. So you got Raiders, Chiefs, Broncos, and Chargers. Yeah. Out of those teams, Chiefs were a playoff team last year. Mm-hmm. They probably have the they probably have. The, they're probably at the top of the rung.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Chargers were what eight and eight? Yeah. Denver just short the playoffs last year. Um, I don't know what Denver's what they did in the off season to better themselves. So obviously, you've got the Chiefs are probably going to be on the top there. Mm-hmm. The best upside is probably the Raiders. They're they're on the best upside. I, I would say the Chargers are probably going to fall in the middle, and Denver's probably on the low side. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, do I think the Raiders are going to win the Super Bowl? No. Do I think they might make the playoffs? Maybe it's a wild card. Yeah. You know, we'll see what happens. I mean, it, it, we're week one preseason. Yeah. So. <laughs>
0: plenty plenty of time for, for this. If, you, if you're if you really that bothered about the Raiders, you know, don't watch them.
1: If you don't like them. That's all I, can say. I know one guy that's gonna be watching yeah. every single Raiders thing there is. Yeah, the, the so. Raider,
0: the Raider crew, the you
1: know, Raider nation. There, there's a few of them around, and uh, you know. I wonder since Kane's got bought, and it's not, and it's not under same ownership. If, I don't know. if they'll still have their little Raider Nation corner at Kane's. I wonder. I wonder if they're even gonna like have the ticket in the games. That would be stupid if they didn't. Yeah, they're already hurting themselves as it is. Are but they? yeah, I haven't been there. I haven't been there since. You're you know? not missing much.
0: We don't, we don't. We used to go there when we did laundry. Once I got a washer dryer, like I stopped going to Cane's. Right? Because I'd, I'd pop in and like you know have a beer and some wings while I'm waiting for my stuff to to wash. You know. When I lived in Dormont, I did that at Albert's.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> well, Alberts didn't have wings, but yeah. no,
1: they had beer. Drinking <laughs> extra beer too. Exactly. If you're, if you're still hungry. <laughs> yeah. Throw throw in the wash. Beer yeah. in a shot. Throw in the dryer, two beers in a shot. Go fluff and fold. Take it back to Albert. Set it on the table behind you. Have another beer and then go home. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they're working on that uh, old Potomac Pharmacy space. Yeah, see, I saw see that. See what they're
0: doing there. I don't know. I don't know quite what what they're doing, but uh, something. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, and we'll let you know. But that's uh, that's not really our. I mean, we're the sports podcast. Right? We're the
1: sports podcast. Yeah. You know, a man and I on bold Pittsburgh on on bold nights out. We should. Talk about Check that. out the renovated Alberts. Yeah. See what's going on.
0: Do, do you should do like a Dormont like undercover bar crawl sometime.
1: Just for just for like old time's sake. <laughs> I love doing the Dormont bar crawl whenever it's not the Dormont exactly. Bar Crawl.
0: Yeah, the only, year, the, the one night of the year that I don't do the Dormont Bar Crawl yeah, yeah. is when everyone else is doing yeah, yeah. it.
1: The one night of the, when I lived in Dormont full time and so forth, the one night of the year I didn't drink in Dormont was during the Dormont Bar Crawl. It's, they always have it the same weekend as Art All Night. Yeah. So that's, I'm always, I was good at Art All Night. We always were in <laughs> Art All Night. Yeah. And we drank at Art All Night. Yeah. They right. had the beer
0: truck. Yeah. And then you get a lift home, and the lift driver's like, what the hell happened here? Like a bomb went off or
1: something. <laughs> and they go to bar crawl. Yeah, throw them up bar crawl, support the pole. Yep. There it is. Swim, swim. All right, so what are you uh, looking forward to this weekend? Anything good? Pirates Giants Series. Pirates Giants Series is a big one. Premier um, League Soccer. If you're on Premier League Soccer, we got... The
0: Brookline Breeze is Saturday. It's 5K. I may be running in it, depending on how I feel when I wake up. I will be manning a lemonade station on the boulevard... Sometime after the race, until we run out of cups or ice or water.
1: And don't forget, this Sunday, uh, the Riverhounds travel east uh, to take on the Bethlehem Steel. It's a 5 o'clock kickoff, so I'm off Sunday. I might actually be able to watch that one. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they do the watch parties. They they should be doing
0: They've been doing them at uh, Smoke and Joe's for away games. And what's better than the Southside on a Sunday afternoon? Nothing, really. Yeah. Unless Unless you hate motorcycles. If you just like despise motorcycles, like probably don't go down Southside on a Sunday. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good too. Yeah, no, I'm good. It's fine. Not not my thing, you know. But to each his own.
1: Yeah, one of the sexiest. I like sound. drinking with bikers. One of the sexiest it's fun, sounds. Fun in to the, to talk to one sometimes. of the sexiest sounds in the world is a Harley with straight pipes. Yeah. Okay. But uh, you know. Uh, PGA Championship this weekend. Oh yeah, yeah. We, got a lot going on. we got a lot going on this weekend. And if you like um, soccer and running and golf. Soccer, running, golf, baseball, baseball, um,
0: preseason football. Who?
1: Nobody likes preseason
0: football, but it's there. It's there. Um, still, still got some summer left, folks. Get outdoors. Go out and play golf yourself.
1: Go play some golf. Go for bike ride. Go, for go bike ride. Go swimming. Go run your neighborhood. Yeah. Um, Happy belated birthday to Mr. Sidney Crosby, turning 31 yeah. years old this eight, week. 8, eight how we miss it? Yeah. Um, belated birthday. Belated birthday. Happy birthday, Sid. Happy birthday, Sid. All right, folks. That's going to be enough for Matt and I. We'll be back next week for you, and hopefully we'll have some beers while we do it next and time. beers and... Not that yeah. we couldn't have beers today, but neither one of our bosses would like us coming into work after having a couple beers during podcasting. My boss wouldn't even know, honestly. Yours wouldn't. Mine I,
0: would. I just talked to my boss for the first time in like three months on Monday, so <laughs> I'm good for a while. Working from home, folks. Can't beat it.
1: Working from home.
0: But you know what? Like with great power comes great responsibility. You know, so I do not drink. Before if I, I
1: work from home, I'd be shut down quickly because then I would be considered a speakeasy. <laughs> <laughs> good point. You'd be like one of, you'd be like one of those bars in the hood that's like just in
0: someone's house.
1: Someone's basement. It's like yeah. just like
0: a like a basement with like a beer sign. Yeah. And like a regular old screen door. If the
1: green light is on out front, yeah. we're open. Ha. Huh. <laughs> All right folks, have a good week. Enjoy it. We'll talk to you guys soon. Peace out. Hey, Ian. Thanks for listening to Bold Sports. You can always listen at Sorgatron Media on Stitcher, iTunes, wherever you uh, love to listen to podcasts. Make sure to catch us every Wednesday for your recap and breakdown of your favorite local sports and news of the weekend for the upcoming Game Expectations. You can contact us at SteveFernald on Twitter, at MMTacey on Twitter, or at BoldPGH on Twitter. Hashtag Bold Sports, Bold Pittsburgh on the Facebook, or BoldPGH.com.